Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by the whole effing show, Nick Davy. Good evening. <laughs> and your girlfriend's favourite podcast, Lance Rivera. Hello. How are you doing this evening, lads? I'm not too bad. I'm very well. How are you doing, Chris? All right. A bit. It's been very muggy today, so I'm quite happy for you, but I'm all right. So, yeah. I've just Day... stayed away from the outdoors today because I, I knew <laughs> it wouldn't end well. Yeah. Day two of my diet because I weighed myself on Saturday and I put on two stone during the lockdown. <laughs> we don't have scales at home. So I, like, oh, no. I think a lot of. People are being will be in your situation, Chris, to make you feel a little bit better. I think a lot of people doing the same thing when it comes to putting work clothes back on and what have you. Um, but yeah, completely understand. Well done though for giving it a go. I do say. Well, so fit back in my work pants. I basically need to lose two stone by October. <laughs> I back you. I yeah. back you. Yeah, I'm determined. So. so I heard you did a marathon or a half marathon. Yeah, did a half marathon on Saturday in the um, in the pouring rain. Which I, well, I say pouring. It was actually better though than doing it in like ridiculous heat. So um, no, yeah. it's good. So I felt my legs are starting to recover now. So um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, I had to limp the last leg of the journey just because my oh. my right knee just completely gave in. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it was the longest run I've ever done in my life. So yeah, but my right <laughs> sort of my right calf and knee just decided it had enough, and yeah, so I had to walk pretty much over the last leg of the bit just to get to the finish line but yeah under two hours so i was pretty chuffed with that so oh, great well done oh, thank you guys yeah no appreciate it hopefully i'm hoping to do the um well, i'm hoping to um or speaking to the lads on the football podcast that when it next year i'm hoping to do depending on when it is hoping to do the manchester half marathon uh, oh, right, okay. so, an excuse to see you both so yeah, oh, there we go yeah <laughs> we'll come support you indeed and more importantly have a drink after there we go. Yeah. I like the sounds of that. As we learned from the cycle interview, Lance can only have one pint and he's gone away. So. <laughs> yeah, it's alright having a can at home, but it's not the same as sitting in a pub it's having a pint. In it, yeah. <laughs> it's different, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does for you. You're a lightweight. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to go for a pint with Lance when this all, we're all back to normal. That's 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 Chris. Chris, trust me. That's all it's going to be. One pint. And it'll be gone. <laughs> that, this is this isn't true. When when he was running the pub near mine, he he got me absolutely hammered, and he likes to tell everyone, "Oh, we only you only drank one one pint." <laughs> I was gone, and I was telling everyone that was absolutely fine, and I was stumbling around his beer garden playing pool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. And he kept coming out with shots like, "Yeah." <laughs> I know. I think. I think your sister actually told me off that uh, that day for forgiving, or the next day for giving you so much to drink. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to the to disciple, but I I vividly remember him coming out of that bar and uh, <laughs> that he was working in, just handing me free shots, and I was like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I pestered him all night for free drinks, so I was like, oh, go on. <laughs> I could see you being in a match, Lance, like at Ripside, where um, Curtis Chapman um, had a match, and then someone, uh, I think it was Eddie Dennis, gave him the point, he sipped it, and then the bouncers came and carried him out of the arena because he didn't have any idea on him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at a show once where I... Uh, I sat in the crowd and I turned to someone in the crowd and they were drinking a pint and I just looked at them and did the universal hand gesture of give us, give us your pint. And we ended up nearly having an argument over this pint and they were like, oh, <laughs> fine, here. And I just drank some of it back to them. Because <laughs> I, I think they thought I was going to take it all off them and I was just like, go, go on, give us some, just something. I'm knackered here. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, No. I think my, my mate once handed half the pint to like session Moff Monsina after she won a match and she actually necked the whole thing. <laughs> um, See, now that's just selfish. <laughs> I think Kid Life was good as a similar when, when it was ridiculously hot when we were in the rip, yeah. you know, Riptide is. It's so hot in there at the best of times. It was like, God knows how hot in there. But um, my mate handed Kid Life was a bottle of water and I think he necked, necked quite a lot of it to be fair. So, but we were more concerned like, oh, he's necking water that quickly. Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> I stole uh, Ch- Charlie Brennan's uh, LucasAid once when he was doing photography for a show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realise it was his. It was just left under a table and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to have this. <laughs> it could have come from anywhere. No. <laughs> How much do you wear wearing a Curtis Chapman t-shirt as well? So. The keyboard warrior. It's one of them ones to do uh, pro wrestling tees. Was it pro wrestling tees? That was the Rev Pro website. They just did like a pack of six t-shirts or 30 quid or something. It was one of the ones that came in. Alright, so I think we better start with the biggest news we've had in ages. So, The Undertaker has announced his retirement. (laughs) I mean, it's mad, isn't it? It just came out of nowhere. I really wasn't expecting it. I'm I'm still convinced he's going to retire at SummerSlam. Not SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Because it's a nice... 30 years story, then it's weird retiring halfway through your 30th year, but you can just wait a couple of months. It would make things, wouldn't it? It just, it just kind of came out of just came out of the blue. It was like, oh yeah, that's it, I'm done. Bye. Yeah, it's tough. I think it matches the, um, let's see, the documentary they always wanted to release, so I imagine around this time, which has been great because it's got some good reviews, the documentary. I, I think as well with WrestleMania, I imagine obviously the plan would have a live um, match, obviously in front of the crowd of AJ Styles. So you, you probably think that would have been the send off, uh, but I mm. still think when when fans are allowed back, which hopefully will be for Survivor Series, um, fingers crossed. So keeping everything crossed for that, that they will be able to, um, that maybe they will be able to have a send off there yeah, with a match up, or if it's like a, yeah, a, some sort of match up, or even a Brothers of Destruction tag team match. But either way, I, I do hope there's one more match just so we can have a send off from from the fans. Um, I wouldn't mind like yeah. a cinematic buried alive match, so he get, actually gets buried at the end. And then See, I I thought that as well, where his, his hand goes up. Yeah, they they, they, and... they reenact a reenact Royal Rumble '94, where he goes up to heaven on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we could do that. I I like the sounds of that. Do it. Yeah. Maybe not next week, but the week after, we'll do like a career retrospect. A proper one on the Taker. I think I think that's it's well needed. So. Thank you, Taker. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. I look forward to that. As I said, I'm just so grateful. I mean, I've, I was just so grateful at WrestleMania. I was there at WrestleMania 34 that he managed to um, <laughs> actually managed to, to come out. 
Um, I managed yeah. to got a video video on my phone, so I'm just happy I managed to complete that, so to speak. Because I never, I know loads of mates have seen him wrestle in like London and come over here for tours, but no, I was just grateful I managed to finally see his entrance live. I, uh, I I think I saw him in his last appearance in the UK when he came out to the, the Wyatts. Yeah, when he um, when him and Kane turned up to beat up the Wyatt family before Survivor Series. Oh yeah, all right. That was class. That was well cool. That that entrance was well cool. Cause was, was, um, go on. Sorry. I'd, I I just remember that was part of when because I think it was they carried him away after his match against Lesnar at Hell in a Cell, and then I think he returned. Like, didn't he set like, fire to the um, the rocking chair? Mm. Yeah, and then um, they were advertising him all the way, like because I I went to watch United that week as well, and they uh, had the big banners all over Manchester saying he was coming to SmackDown. So I was like, all oh, right, yeah. well, I guess I'm not going to get to see him then because it's on the Tuesday and Raw obviously was on the Monday. Uh, got to Raw and he he's suddenly there, and I'm like, no, what? <laughs> the thing is though, if you're announcing for one of them, naturally ticket prices would just the tickets would sell for another show, like mm-hmm. especially if Raw wasn't selling. They announced for SmackDown, people would try and actually get SmackDown tickets, but then they'd probably go, "Oh, fuck it, he'll probably come out on Raw, so I might as well buy a ticket for that." Just, why not? Because he probably will be there. So, yeah. um, have a bit of marketing. I got, I got sold. I, I, I got <laughs> sold. <on it. laughs> well, it's like the um, with when they did a wrestling show at Brighton Sense, I think they announced Triple H was going to be there, and I think the ticket, the last remaining tickets, just got sold out like that. This is Disciple, and you're watching and listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Right, so we're meant to be in the middle of Euro 2020 at the moment, so we've decided to kind of honour European wrestling. So next week we'll be counting down the top 10 European wrestling WWE history, but this week, with wrestling being so serious and negative for the last couple of weeks, and the negativity of Liverpool winning the Premier League, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thought we'd do something silly this week and create a football 11 of European wrestlers from the goalkeeper to the centre forward in a classic 4-4-2 formation <laughs> right, so we'll take a turns, pick a position argue who should be in that position then vote, can't vote for your own as always, and if it's a draw whoever picked the position can have the final decision we'll do it that way right, so we'll go Nick uh, what position do you want to do first? I will go for so I can choose any position on the pitch. Doesn't have to go from like goalkeeper up to the striker. No, we'll go. Yeah, goalkeeper, fullback, centre back, centre midfield, wing or striker. And then we'll argue around them. Okay, I'll go. I'll go okay. for goalie then. My goalie will be Mason Ryan. That's yeah, a solid choice. Yeah, that. For the fans who are like going, eh? Who in there? Who's that? Who's a Ryan or Ryan Mason? Uh, it's confusing with the old Tottenham player. <laughs> um, it, Mason Ryan was part of the next, the new Nexus, uh, brought in by CM Punk in 2011. He was, yeah. uh, he was Welsh. Think he, uh, don't think he held a belt, and I think he was gone by the time the, the year ended. So, um, there's a snippy review of him. But um, <laughs> I've been, he's a big lad, Batista kind of look alike. He can crosses, he can collect them, and he, he'll probably be a great shot stopper. So, yeah, Mason Ryan, my, my goalie. Wayne Hennessy, eat your heart up. <laughs> Do you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. Uh, what I was thinking was uh, go with Andre the Giant. He's massive. He, he, he fills out the goal. Just lie him down. He'd be sound. Massive. Proper, like, proper like 70s agile. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of course. Like when he's wrestling in Japan and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to beat a man who makes a Coke can look like a, a children's toy, like a, a baby's baby's toy? <laughs> you aren't you aren't beating that man. Okay, I've gone with Walter because he admitted in an interview that he used to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> so, I can't think of any other reason he used to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> 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 Nick, who do you want, Andre the Giants or Walter? I want to go for Walter because I've seen him slap people. So if he can slap it, I hope he can slap oh, the ball away, punch the ball away, punch the ball away. That'd be good. Exactly, but like a Pepe Reina kind of punch to the halfway line. So yeah, Walter, um, Walter be the goalie. Yeah. Abs, do you want Walter or Mason? I'm I'm going to go with uh, Walter as well. Just just for just for that basis that he used to play as well. So Walter is our goalkeeper. And and he's uh, Austrian. He's Austrian, not German. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's uh, what position do you want. So you've got fullback, centre back, centre midfield, wing, or striker. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking centre half, and I'm thinking uh, Bruno Sammartino. Ooh, yeah. Because he is. He is just hard, isn't he? He reminds <laughs> me of um, like proper Vinnie Jones type. He's he's going to go straight through you, like Nemanja Vidic kind of. He's going to he's going to two foot you, and he'll yeah. tell you to get up, and it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've gone for Cesaro because I think he's just. He'd be like a Rio Ferdinand, like good on the ball type. Centre back is stylish, but it's also hard as nails. Just that thought, are we choosing two centre backs? Yes. So, sorry, Bruno Sammartino and Cesaro. I will take as a centre back. I'm going to go for, um, for uh, I think, Pete Dunn. I reckon he would love a, a, a nice solid tackle. I think, as well, yes. Pete Dunn, you've, ne- you've mentioned two. Very good ones who can sort of win the headers. I think Pete Dunn would be quite a nice sweet, like can scoop up as well. One of the tackles, you need like a quick centre-back with a big centre-back who's also yeah. a bit of a meathead. So yeah, Pete Dunn's my centre-back. <laughs> cool. Uh, Lance, so you've got Pete Dunn or Cesaro? I think I'd have to go with Cesaro. I'd just be worried about Pete getting beaten out for height. That's, yeah. that's what I'd be worried about. <laughs> I have to when I play football manager. I have to have big centre halves. I, I can't risk it. <laughs> like, the, the shortest I've gone with, I think, would be Victor Lindelof when I've played football manager. So, and he's not exactly short. No, anything that says under 180 centimeters, you go no. You're like, far too short. <laughs> Six foot at least. <laughs> uh, I'll go Bruno San Martino. So, Nick, you got. Yeah, I think I'll go for Bruno Sammartino. I just can't get the the image out of my head now that he's like um, um, Yap Stam. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bruno Sammartino for me. Okay. Uh, Lance, have you got another one you want to add in? Or you got to pick between I'd, Cesaro I'd just, and... I just have to go with Cesaro on that. He's got... You, you saw me when you are like, oh, he's got that Rio Ferdinand-esque to him where he'll just carry the ball out. And I was like, yes, mm. yes, he has. <laughs> He's calm under pressure, that man. Bruno Tarantino and Cesaro. So we've got a Austrian goal and an Italian and Swiss centre back. Hey. It's got some nice class to it, this team, hasn't it? Yeah. My, my second choice would have been Seamus. So we'd have the bar as centre back here. In my, in my 11th. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go centre midfield. I'm going to go with a 
proper, who I think would be a proper bastard of a defensive midfielder, Paul Robinson. Oh, the bad times are coming, let him come. <laughs> I'm liking the sound of it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I do love a bald centre mid. So best we could, we could, we could do a defensive and attacking if you want. Yeah, definitely. Chris, you I think you've got to, haven't you? Got to balance out the midfield. So, okay, we'll do our defensive midfielder first. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking, just going old school and going for, um, for someone like Davy Boy. Yeah. Because I think he, he'd go straight through you as well. I think he'd be a, a nice Roy Keane kind of centre mid, like especially in, especially like nineties attitude era. Davy Boy, because he's got his jeans on and he's like, "I'm going to do you in." <laughs> <laughs> I could I could get get behind that. <laughs> I'm going to go for. Um, funny enough, I'm actually going for uh, Seamus as my centre midfielder. I think just big, strong, powerful, can mop up play. Um, yeah, he, he is, he's got like the Roy Keane in him. He's Irish, um, so yeah, I think you just uh, yeah, nothing will get. I think him holding midfield, nothing will um, will get past, and he'll be able to dictate play. Oh, imagine, imagine if the full backs bombed on and you had a three centre backs of Sheamus, Bruno Sammartino, and Cesaro. Just oh my god, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're winning my argument for me. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely he has just argued the point for you because I can see it in my head. <laughs> some nippy winger running at them and Seamus just going in and just like clearing him into the stands we don't not the, just set so. the bar we are <laughs> the bar not clearing the ball but clearing the player yeah right, so Lance we've got Paul Robinson or Seamus I've got, I've got to go with Seamus I? yeah okay I'm going Seamus as well so, so Seamus is our defensive midfielder so. I would have gone Robbo for the record <laughs> <laughs> What about your more stylish like attacking midfielder? I've got uh, I'm gonna go Nathan Cruz because I just feel feel he's got the look of a, a stylish like, top tier. They're Beckham to him, yeah. I'm I'm thinking um I'm thinking Finn Balor. He's yeah. he's got that small one matter intricacy look about him, and he? he's got and he he moves quickly. Yeah. And he, he won't take too much time on the ball, but you already know that he's thinking three steps ahead of you. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Uh, I'm going to go for Zach Zaber Jr. Um, Ooh, I just feel definitely. like, yeah, he's, he'll just add a bit of a touch of class to infield. You've got Seamus, his brute play, he'll, he'll win the tackles. Zaber Jr., he'll be like your, uh, I think of a class, he'll be like your Iniesta, someone just will keep the ball, run yeah. past players like they're not there. Uh, create chances, play that killer from my through ball, like a Christian Eriksen on through ball when Eriksen was good. Um, so, yeah, uh, Zach Zaber Jr. for me. Yes, yeah, so Zach was my second choice. Of one of you took um, Paul Robinson. <laughs> oh, Zach Zaber Jr. All right, so, Lance, we have Zach Zaber Jr. or Nathan Cruz. Just, just for the David Beckham comparison, I've, I've got to go with Nathan Cruz. I feel like I feel like he's got a good right foot on him. Yeah. <laughs> next, next time I see him, I'll ask him if he wants to be in the team as well. I'll try and get him to sign this contract. <laughs> nah. I'd go Zach out of your two options. So Nick, go Baller or Nathan Cruz. Um, if I say Baller, it's going to make things a little bit awkward, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I really want to say Baller. <laughs> 
Uh, just because then you've got two. Uh, no, in fact, I will go for Nate Cruz because then, yeah, you haven't got two Irish in the midfield. Ireland haven't done very well in tournaments, so I'll go for uh, Nathan Cruz. Yes. Well, that's a fair shout. Yeah. Imagine Back this to was the Survivor Series tag team all the rest as we at the moment. Bruno yeah. Sammantino, the bar. <laughs> and then oh, that'd be amazing. Going Walter, Bruno, and the bar as one of them four teams. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you have fullback, wing, or striker? Um, let's go for let's go for the strikers, the fan part. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to go for a big lad and a small. I'll say my big lad first because you, know, you need to have a big lad. Then. If we're going to yeah. go proper scoreboard, <laughs> so you need a big lad and a small striker. Cool. Um, so my small striker is going to be Tyler Bate up front. Pace, Mippy will run past players, and and um, yeah, Tyler Bate as the as the quick pacey striker on the break. But like you're, uh, yeah, Tyler Bate. Kind <laughs> of okay. comparison, but yeah, Tyler Bate. Okay, uh, Lance, who's, who's one of you? Your first striker. My first striker, I'm going to go with. I think uh, you need that je ne sais quoi about you, and uh, probably I'm feeling a bit of Rennie Dupree about it. That Eric Cantona esque je ne sais quoi yeah. French style about you've got to go with Rennie Dupree. I've got Will Ospreay because I kind of I see a bit of like Ronaldo in him, I think. I reckon you'd have that you'd have that confidence and that swagger and to be like the main man in the team to get them goals. And... I, can, I can I can dig that I can dig that he's got he's I reckon he'd have fast feet. Yeah, you could have that. So I was more thinking like the Luis Suarez about him as well. Yeah. Sorry, Will. <laughs> I hope he doesn't bite people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean for the bite, just more just for the uh, general um, or Neil Mope at Bryson, just the general. Uh, I swear, can I? But yeah. <laughs> S word housery. Swear. <laughs> shit housery then. <laughs> There's general shit housery about it then. So, like Neil Mopay will do against Man United tomorrow. Oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> I'll to the two. I'll, oh, the two. I'll go Bates. Uh, I think go I'm going to go Bates or Will Spray. I think I'm going to go Tyler Bates as well. Tyler Imagine how hard he could kick a free kick then five eyes. Well, I did actually ask Bate, funny enough. I don't know why, but um, I think I went, wow. But when I spoke to him at Super Strong Style, he actually doesn't like football. I think it's because Wolves were promoted and I think the Championship playoff, playoff final was that day. Yeah. I think I just like, I said, oh, who do you want to go up? And he's like, oh, I don't really care, I don't follow football. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask him how hard he could kick a football. That's <laughs> where I thought that was going. I was like, why have you asked him Right, uh, uh, Nick, you got another, you got another man you want to bring in? Yeah, uh, so I've gone for the pacey striker and the big lad up front with Tyler Bate. I'll go for Drew McIntyre up front. There you oh, go. he's back. Oh. He's back. <laughs> is he all of us? Drew up front. That, that's he who I was going to go. That's who I was going to go for as well. <laughs> Should we just default? This is, is yeah, yeah, Drew, big Rangers fan. He will hold the ball yeah. up. Win headers. I'm trying to sound as cliche proper as possible. Uh, yeah, win headers. Hold the ball up. Nick Link Cutwell with Tyler Bates. So yeah, Drew Drew McIntyre. Default that as a win then, as we all collectively went. Oh 
Yeah, he was, he was my second choice. He was my big man striker as well. He was my big man striker because I was like, yeah. no, no one's getting the ball off him, are they? <laughs> and he yeah. supports Man United, so. I thought he's a Rangers fan. I mean, I've seen pictures of him in a United shirt, so. Oh, he's a two <laughs> Team's looking pretty solid at the moment. So. It is. All right, so we just need we just need to fill in our like sides. So you got full back or winger? Lance. See, I feel like I'm. I, I want to say this for winger, but I feel like everyone's going to groan. But I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it anyway because I have to uh, try and squeeze myself in here somehow. Uh, I want to put myself on the right wing just just for a laugh. <laughs> Just because I want to be growing up, I want it to be David Beckham or Ronaldo. Yeah. So this is my opportunity to uh, to do it. I'm going to put myself at right wing because <laughs> I definitely count as a wrestler. Because standing next to these lot, people won't go, "Who's he?" <laughs> You're a wrestler, Andrew. Europeans, do you do qualify? <laughs> I, I feel like I qualify, but I feel like once we get the lineup sorted, if I do manage to get in, people will look at him and go. <laughs> Who, who invited him? <laughs> the fuck is this guy? Drew McIntyre looking at me like, go, just go home. Go on. As, as, as he didn't get up front, I still use the same argument for Will Ospreay because he just reminds me of Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, he's got the pace. I'm sure. He's got the confidence to take a pass, people. I don't. I don't think there'd be much messing around with Will Ospreay, would there? I think he'd he'd, he'd be up for it. Yeah, he, he loves like his cardio a... as well. I mean, they've always said he's the best. They've always said that he with him, he's the he's the fittest. They will say with him, like in interviews, he's the fittest wrestler, like the UK wrestler, like from mm. the speed. Because I think he always says he wants rings to be a little bit better. And I think like Paul Robinson said, he goes, "If think Robinson was like just f off, mate, no one's as quick as." <laughs> Yeah. I think it'd be like that. Does anyone remember that show Galactic Strikers or whatever it was called? Galactic. Where they were doing like flips over each other and that to score goals. <laughs> Sounds I cool, but I haven't heard of it. So this oh. Channel One. Yes, it was. I, I, I remember Joel watching something when he was young about football. That's that's the one. Yeah, it was on Disney Channel. I well reckon he'd be doing flips like that over people, like <laughs> Wayne Rooney Street Striker, but on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick. Um, I'll go for um, well you've actually both said picks that I potentially might have gone for I will go for the um, you, you, you would have picked Lance <laughs> you your first choice potentially, well, yeah like, the cocky number 7 Nando. <laughs> the pretty I'm number 7 Aww. scared of like, all the horror tackles that get flying hey, I used there. to play at centre half I, I was the one who used to go into the stupid tackles <laughs> I'm going to go for, um, as I did wrestling training with him when I was uh, in London, when I went to the wrestling train in London, how quick he was and how how amazing he was and how talented he was at absolutely everything. I'm going to go for OJMO. Um, oh, yeah. The way, I mean, and if I even seen him wrestling now, he's, he is mental how, like, how, just how much flips he can do. I even said to him after the show, I was like, wow, I think you're going to be a star on this sort of thing with that. Uh, uh, some of the um, flips he do, he, he, he was incredible. So I think with his pace, I think well, I think he, I presume he's got a lot of pace. The way he was flying around <laughs> in the um, trusses, yeah. I'm gonna go for one of my wingers, OJMO. Apparently his real name is Michael Owen as well. Someone said. I've, so I've never even, met him. I couldn't tell you. Apparently his actual, his actual name is Michael Owen. So even more, even more the reason why he should be in the squad somehow. 
don't know. I should probably put him up front. Yeah, I feel like he should have gone up front now. <laughs> Got some pacey wingers, so. Right, uh, who went first? I'm going to go for the. Sorry, Lance. OJ, no. Has to go in. OJ, God. MO, OJ, MO, OJ. I'm going to go for. Um... So, Will Ospreay or Lance? Yeah, uh, I did want to put Osprey in the tea. I'm going to have to go for Osprey. Oh, please don't leave the podcast, Lance. <laughs> in the words of uh, Jamie Carragher, though, if you're a right back, you're just a failed winger or a failed centre half. So I know where I'm <laughs> going to try again. Uh, I think I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Will Osprey as well, just just for the galactic football idea of it. Of someone doing a flip over someone and getting a header. Cool. So we can have a put the MJ. Oh, what's it name? Oh, MO. Well, my my second choice was going to be Neville. You could you can have Lance Neville or MJ MO. Unless you want you've got left wingers you want to put in. No, I was just going to yeah Osprey and OJMO the ones I had down. So I'll be just a stick of OJMO. Yeah, Lance. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with JMO as well. Okay, that leaves me with fullbacks. <coughs> I say fullbacks kind of come in two different versions. You have the failed winger defender who bombs down like a Gary Neville and Ashley Cole, or you have the solid defender who can fill in at centre back like a Stuart Pearce or a Paolo Maldini. So I've gone for the latter, and with I think Rusev will be a proper good like Paolo Maldini, Stuart Pearce type of. Oh, yeah. Especially, he's got to have Will Ospreay or OJMO in front of him. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to be bombing on. He just needs to protect that space. <laughs> so. um, I'm seen, since you said it, I'm thinking Neville. Because <laughs> he could bomb on, but he's also yeah. wide enough to take a man out. He, he, and he, he, he's psycho enough as well. He can do proper strip hits and screens. <laughs> hey, I was, I was thinking, um, I was thinking uh, Brucey. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're both Geordies, so yeah. and he, he used to play centre half, and he could play right back as well. So I'm thinking that. Cool. I want to go for um, uh, an unknown wrestler called Lance Rev- Lance Riviera. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say that he's going to be my fullback. Uh, apparently, Mazet used to play centre back. Uh, <laughs> could be a bit of a myth. <laughs> but, uh, failed right wing. I, I see him as a bit of a centre back and failed, failed right winger. As, as, his, as his football idol Jamie Carragher said, if you're a winger, if, sorry, if you're a fullback, you're a failed winner or a centre back. So, rumour has it he could be both. So, uh, yeah, he, I think he's slipping. He's slipping well to a fullback. That's the lads. Phil pick. Neville. <laughs> Phil Neville can't, can't find the correct position for him. I was thinking Gary, but oh, that, that's hurt me more than anything. <laughs> So Lance, your choices are you or, or <laughs> Rusev. Um, ju- just because I, I am I am the bad guy, and um, I do I do love I do love Rusev, but I I have I have an opportunity to get myself into a side here, so I'm taking mm-hmm. myself I'm like the manager's son. Cool, I'll go for you as well because it's funny. Yes, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> All right, so that that, that leaves. Left back is either Rusev or Neville. Um, I'm gonna go for Neville. 
as a side. We've got an Austrian goal, uh, two English fullbacks, uh, Swiss and centre backs, centre mids are English and Scottish. No, sorry, English and Irish. Irish. The wingers are English and English. English, you know, up front, English and Scottish. Yeah. Have you had a thought of who the manager should be? Yeah. He can only be one man, can't he? Tread seven. Mullet man. Mullet man. <laughs> no, um, all joking aside, the manager should be. Um, the, who's the. Who do, I don't know what his name is. It was the guy that came out as. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, um, as um, Elijah Dragonoff's manager when he debuted in progress. I don't know what his name is. Oh, Jacoby? Yeah, maybe him. Um, there was one that walked into the ring and Pete Dunn gave him the wanker signal as he was walking into the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, he was the the booker for WXW. Yeah, I'd say him. Ah, well, this 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 is a this is an odd one because I wasn't expecting this. I was um, I was going to go straight for um, William Regal. Actually, can I change my vote? I want to go for. Um, he said, I want to go for Trent Seven because he's just the genius on the mic. He'll wind managers up. He'll get the mind. He'll win on mind games to our managers. Yeah, I was going to say Trent Seven. I just think he'd look great in one of them sheep jackets. <laughs> Sheepskin jackets. <laughs> Proper 70s manager. Yeah. And it fits into this film, Trent Seven's army. So everyone chants yeah. out about their managers. So yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right. So our team in goal, we have Volta. Uh, um, uh, right back, Lance Rivera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Centre back pairing of Cesaro and Bruno San Martino. Left back, Neville. Um, on the wing, left wing is the OJNO. Defensive midfield, Seamus. <laughs> Your classy midfielder is Nathan Cruz. On the right, Will Ospreay. And your upfront partnership is Pate. And McIntyre. <laughs> I, want, I want to see a fa- uh, charity game with that team. So do I, to be honest. Only yeah, I, I get to play. <laughs> Maybe we ask them more nicely on Twitter. I'll, we'll get tweeting them later and be like, guys, can I can I be the captain as well? Just push my <laughs> left right out there, see what happens. I'll, I'll play that Gary, uh, Gary Neville role. I'd say... Bruno for you the captain? Yeah, no, you can't you can't argue with that, can you? Because he yeah, he'll he'll just he'll just be wrong. Bruno definitely. The Jack Stam look like captain, definitely. Yeah, he's he was world champion for like eleven years for two reigns. So. <laughs> he's the only captain that you can have. The best the best shirt, the best wrestling shirt in recent years was the bar, the football shirt they had. I really yeah. wanted to buy it, but um, every time I tried to get it, it was out of stock and then I think oh, I've tried to, I brought it up. It ridiculously was quite priced. So every time they obviously have the offers on, I've got at the moment, yeah. it was just never on there. It's just, um, and I tried to get the Tyson Fury one, which is quite a similar type of one, but that didn't have that. So it's got a different one instead of Fury. But you know, wrestling shirts and football, go, they do quite go well together. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely. What I'm hearing is uh, a Rivera Rave FC t shirt is overdue. Oh, yeah. I would be interested. I have a I have a Man United shirt with Rivera seven on it. So what I'm what I'm thinking now is uh, I've got some ideas of a pink football shirt in mind now. Pink football shirt. 
Yeah, like United's third kit last year. Sounds horrible. Whoa! What do you think, Willie? I do like wearing a pink shirt, I must admit. Okay, yeah, the pink shirt. The only pink I've heard is on your is on the Lance with Air T-shirt. I think. See, it depends on which ones you've uh, which one you've got because I ordered two uh, batches of them. Yeah. One of them came out purple, and then the other one came out really pink. I really pink. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was really confused because I when I looked at them, one of them was like a dark purple, and then the other one was really brightly pink. So I think mm. you got you think you got the second wave then. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. This is the S-L-E-E-Z to the Y to the E. Sleazy E here. And you're listening to the broken but glorious wrestling podcast here in the multiverse. All right, so it's time for Question of Sports Entertainment. I'm Question Master this week. Um, I know I've mentioned for weeks I've had questions ready. But, however, as we're doing a silly theme, um, Isaac got the um, WWE Kids magazine yesterday. And it came with a pack of Who Am I cards. I like the sound <laughs> so, of this. So this could be the easiest quiz ever as it's created for toddlers to pre-seeds. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, each card has three clues on it. If you get it on the first clue, three points. Second clue, two points. Third clue, points. Um, there's 20 cards, so 10, yeah, 10 goes each. So, <laughs> so are you ready for the world's easiest quiz? And they're all current. WWE superstars. So, uh, Lance, your current champion. Do you want to go first? Second. So. Uh, I will let Nick go first. Jesus, thank <laughs> you, buddy. Is that because of my dashing good looks? Can't <laughs> <laughs> where that came from. That's rather, that, I'm trying to know where that's from. That's from. Do you remember when, um, on commentator when Michael Holt, when Michael Cole was a heel, then on mm. the SmackDown versus Raw again, they released then all the whole she kept winding Jerry Lawler up. Yeah, I remember winning matches and then just arguing as um, you guys stood in the ring as he's won. And you're just like, well, well, that's if you ever Cody Rhodes, because Michael Cole just kept going, I think I'm quite like Cody Rhodes. And Joe goes, Yeah, I was thinking that the other day, Michael. And he would go, Oh, geez, thanks, King. Is that because of my dashing good looks? And he'd go, No, because it's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be like good insults. So the thing is, then, if someone's like they're arguing, then they injure. If someone hits the finish, like, oh, that's a great finish. <laughs> <laughs> Your first clue. I'm sometimes known as the Doctor of Fugonomics. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be three points all round. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Lance. I used to be known as the Planet's World Champion. Planet's World Champion? It's Daniel Bryan. I have to think about that then. <laughs> I think you should quickly move him on to second clue as they're thinking now. Nah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Um, I'm an A-lister with my own reality TV show. The Miz. Yes. <laughs> Lance, I won the first ever women's Money in the Bank. Carmella. Ooh, this way might, might be a tricky one, this one, Nick. So I was in the main event of WrestleMania 2019. Um, oh. I'm going to have to go on to clue two, aren't I? Ooh. Well, I can't resolve the gamble. It could be anything. Yeah. I'm on the cover of the video game WWE 2K20. Becky Lynch. Two points, yes. I was saying, that's annoying because I couldn't. I, if I, I could have been, I could have said it for him, but 
Mm. I put them so the easier ones are at the front and the harder as it goes on. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, Lance, I am the first women's Grand Slam champion. Is it Charlotte Flair? No. Oh, hooray! <laughs> I began my WWE career in NXT. <laughs> Please, <laughs> um, I'm known for my aerial moves in the ring. Uh, I'm have to go on to the last clue. I'm the one and only. Uh, Ricochet. Yes. Hey, Lance. I made my WWE. I've been a WWE superstar since 2006. Oh, um, this could be a lot of people. But because if I get this right, I will level it up at three points. Yeah, I've got I've got to take the chance. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, it was he was further back than that. Who was it? Uh, the other the other clues were I won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35. Oh, Kofi. Yeah. 2006. <laughs> yeah. He was part of the. Yeah, he started in. Uh, Yes. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was like 2008 you made his day. Oh, I didn't realise it was that early. Mm. Okay, Nick. Um, I'm from Canada and my first language is French. Oh, um, I've got a, I'm not, I'm not going to gamble, so I'll move on to uh, simply. I like to give people the stunner. Kevin Owens. Okay, Lance. I have my own talk show on WWE TV. Uh, would it be Alexa Bliss? Yes. Oh, thank God for that. Okay, what so are the half, scores at the moment? I was say halfway points. Lance has nine. And Nick has 11. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought I'd be on more than that. Because you've been taking those hints, man. And I've, I've been going straight yeah, out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been touching them three points. That's all I've been after. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Nick, um, I've faced Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and Undertaker in big matches at WrestleMania. Um, Brock, sorry, it was Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and the Undertaker. Was that? Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, I I won the WWE Championship twice in my debut year in 2016. 2016. Oh, since my debut in 2016. Sorry. Oh. Oh, uh, AJ Styles. Yes. That took me that took me a minute then. I was like, what who's that? <laughs> okay, Nick, I've competed in two women's Hell in the Cell matches. Um is it Sasha Banks? Yes. It's Lance, I'm from Davenport, Iowa. Oh, it's um Seth Rollins. Yes. Okay. I'm a former acting general manager of Raw. I want to say, I don't want to gamble. I want to go on to question two. Okay, oh, two, two, I should say. I won the King of the Ring in 2019. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Yes. I was thinking anyway. <laughs> um, I never lost a match when I was in NXT. Asuka. Yes. He's one point behind me now. Ooh. Oh, it's tight. Tight. Two more. Go each. <clears throat> Okay, I have been world champion 13 times. 
Um, clue two. I'm known as the Viper. Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, it's a level up if you get this on the first go. <laughs> I've won both the Raw and SmackDown women's title. Is it Charlotte? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I first appeared in WWE in 2002. Um, 2002? I'm going to have to take another um, clue. I always come to the ring in a mask. Rey Mysterio. Right, she might as well go for this, lads. So get, get it on the first go. You win. And it's oh, I hope it's easy. It's the same. I may made my WWE debut in 2002. Well, it's not Rey Mysterio, is it now? Um, in 2002? Oh, oh, no. It wasn't a lot of thinking either. time, yeah. <laughs> Rare. Oh, no. Who is it oh, be? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Okay, second blow. Yeah, yeah, go on. I always come to the ring with Paul Heyman. Front Lesnar. <laughs> Front Lesnar. We're level. Oh, we're level. level. Yeah. Uh, right. So I'll find that one. Lance didn't get for. Uh, okay. First on the buzzer. So I'm the first women's grand champion. Bailey. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> There ain't no so I, I, when no, I read through that, I thought I thought that was quite hard for a you know, kids magazine. Some of them to, to get them on the first go, so, especially when it was like two thousand two and like Isaac was like thirteen years before Isaac was born. <laughs> oh my god, that made me feel old when you just said that. Thirteen years before he was born, oh, I feel old now. There ain't no stopping well, us now. Straight. We celebrate <laughs> on the floor. I know, but I, I, I was there. <laughs> I remember some of it. <laughs> All right, so congratulations, Nick. So, Hooray. I hate you, Nick. <laughs> so, Nick, um, answer your quiz master next week. Uh, hey, good brothers, this is Sunset Skip, and you are listening to the Broken But Glorious podcast. <laughs> So it's time for the BBG Big Debate. Uh, last week's question was which lower car WWE talent had amazing entrance music? In last place was me, 22%. Santina Morella. So the winner was Alex Riley, who would have been my first choice. <laughs> so 55%, Nick. So what are we yeah. debating this week? Pretty chuffed to win. Um, great theme tune by Say it to my dad. It's been a while since Lance has won anything. It is, isn't it? I, 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 won, I won the quiz last week, though. So oh, yeah. The birthday quiz. Yeah. yeah. But how so did Mike and Maria. I won it this week, then. <laughs> Mike and Maria have been absolutely positively robbed. A Ryan needs to come back. Um, right, I will go f- uh, this week then. Uh, after it's on Saturday, it was nine years, believe it, nine years since CM Punk cut that promo, which blew up the internet. So yeah. everyone, uh, <coughs> everyone was buzzing, myself, really, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Blah, 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 blah. Move on to the best angle, the best match of all time, WWE record it all. Um, so, 
But anyway, I thought it'd be cool dear to uh, book the best promo um, that, you've, that you've personally seen from WWE. So one yeah. that you've really watched or watched on YouTube. So um, yeah, that's what we're debating this week. Yeah, cool. So uh, I came last, so I go first. So I've gone for the it's King of the Ring 1996. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin just defeated Jake the Snake to become the fourth winner of the tournament. The fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. The promo is arguably the most iconic WWE moments in history. And so the seeds for the image of what the attitude era would become. Um, during the promo, Stone Cold coined two iconic phrases. This is what he said. Talk about your Psalms, talk about your John 316. Austin 316 said, I just whipped your ass. And then he also said, that, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so, which went on to be like, possibly the greatest catchphrase of all time. <laughs> so, but the strange thing is, Austin was never supposed to win the King of the Ring. The prize was meant to go to Triple H. But he got punished as part of the um, infamous curtain call, because they couldn't, they, yeah, they couldn't punish Scott Hall or Kevin Nash because they'd left WCW and Michaels was world champion so they just punished Triple H <laughs> so, and so yeah, they kicked them out of the tournament basically so it would have been would Austin have become such a bigger star if the game call hadn't happened it's quite like a butterfly effect it's a question so so many things would have changed if that, that never happened mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so mine is the birth of Steve Austin promo and apparently he came up with the the 316 concept on the top of his head, just the spare of the moment thing. He didn't plan it, apparently. I, I can imagine. I can imagine that. that it's just such an amazing line, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, that's. So I could have gone with a lot of different promos. I had a lot of mind, like the Macho Man, the Cream always rises to the top, yeah. or uh, the Rock's Armageddon promo, where he impersonated everyone. But yeah. what I've gone with. <laughs> It's the the promo that this whole this whole debate is themed about, and yeah. is uh, CM Punk. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th, and hell, who knows? Maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. 
Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. I remember uh, sitting there watching Raw after school and uh, thinking, oh my God, even, even as a 13-year-old, sorry, as a 12-year-old James coming home from year seven thinking, oh my God, as if this has actually just happened. Where CM Punk's looking down the camera going, all right, cool, Cabana. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? I might go and defend the title in New Japan for a wrestling or Ring of Honor. Mm. And you're like, no, a what? No, he's not saying that. He didn't just say that. Yeah. <laughs> or on top of that, he's looking down the camera going, I think this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. Well, I would say that but it's going to be inherited by his idiotic daughter and his stupid son-in-law. <laughs> and you just sat there going, what? <laughs> As if Vince McMahon signed off on this. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, from they say to this day that it was a shoot promo, but we'll never Apparently, know if yeah, it was it actually... Was semi-scripted, yeah. wasn't it? I imagine it was a, a work shoot promo. Yeah. But, oh my God, the cultural effect that that had, where he's go, he just sits there and goes, have I, have I got your attention now? And it's like, wait, hold on. What? You know from that one line he's about to drop either the hottest diss track of all time or the, yeah. just a mad promo. <laughs> oh, it still gets me to this day, just the absolute craziness of that promo. And yes. the, the fact that people still go, yeah, that was what got me back into watching wrestling. Yeah, it was, such a, it was just such a culture shock that whole 2011. It was probably around then I started watching again, so it could have been the buzz off that. So I think that's when I joined the V2 forum. It was not long after that. Yeah, that's when I that's when I started joining forum. Well, that's when I started contributing to forums after that because, as I say, the buzz was just mental. Really, it just got people were just so excited from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it renewed hope, and that's why I. God knows how many times I've mentioned it on the show. We're having to play every week, Terry, so I find a way to slip it in. But how, <laughs> how, how great the whole build-up to Money in the Bank was and just what an absolute catastrophe months after. Like, I just don't understand how we've gone from the possest angle in, 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 so, in long, long time to Triple H versus Kevin Ash versus Sledgehammer on a ladder. <laughs> I don't understand how we got there either, but... No. The amount of things that they could have done instead when he won the title was unbelievable. I'd have, I'd have had him going around, just John Cena chasing them around all these little indies. Was... When could you imagine CM Punk rocking up to ROH, defending yeah. the title? He leaves the John arena, Cena. and then John Cena jumps over the barrier like, "Where is he?" <laughs> <laughs> Running through the crowd. 
it would have just been class, and I oh, just ah, oh, it's this so. Well, yeah, they, they probably could do it these days because you could go to like Evolve and defend it there, and the Progress and ICW and TNT, T, T, OTT. Yeah, I mean the worry. Whilst that still would be great. I mean the the the, the, the thing with that is everyone just knows they've got a working relationship. So it wouldn't, <laughs> whilst it would still be cast, don't get me wrong, uh, it would still be great. Um, you just still know, like, oh, this is all sort of part of a, like, I mean, obviously it's still be part of a storyline then, but it, you know what I mean? It can't, mm-hmm. Don't get wrong, I still want to say it, so I'm going to shut up because that does sound great still. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if he turned up in New Japan. Yeah. Wrestled Okada. <laughs> Tanahashi, is that, oh, dumb, I'll, I'll cry. <laughs> I'll, I'll get overly excited. That's uh, Nick. Yep. Um, so, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, right. Uh, so, yeah, the moment I'm going to go for is from ECW One Night Stand 2005. Um, the thing is, if you're ever just bored, like, you, well, we, when you go through like YouTube, I don't know why I've been on like just watching wrestling, but you know, you just you could be there for like hours just watching wrestling after wrestling after returns and stuff. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I always find a way just to pull a pull had promo to pop up at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this promo was just class when he came out. Um, it was such a good like, just so great the way they brought that back. ECW one night stand. And I I was gonna take the high road and just say thank you and leave. Don't take the high road, Paul. But I have something to say to you. You see. I've waited a long time to say this to you, Eric Bischoff. But in case you don't notice, it's not Paul Heyman with his tail between his legs going to a WCW pay-per-view. I almost forgot about you. Mr. Shoot Promo himself. Bounce checks. ECW went out of business. Hey, John, on a personal note, from all of us, just to you, since you want to shoot, cowboy, the only reason you are WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. on top fire when he came out cuts um cut promos to sort of the bischoff and then as i say the best one was to jbl um the reason why you were champ for a year is because triple h didn't want to work tuesdays was just great yeah um, <laughs> also, hide your wife's it's edge um which was, yeah <laughs> just um no really, just it was just class and then um 
at the end where he just goes, this isn't WWE, this isn't WCW, this is uh, EC fucking W. It was class. Um, yeah. Uh, but Heyman's just, the, I stand by Heyman's the best talker wrestling history, in my opinion, mm-hmm. on the mic. I think he's absolutely insane. He can make just a, a feud, which is, I mean, even the Brock Lesnar Ricochet feud going back to February, obviously everyone, everyone in them knew that Lesnar was going to win, but there was, just with Heyman's kind of promos, you still fought into the match somehow. I know the booking, that was when WWE was actually doing some really good booking as well, and it mm. seemed to have a purpose of where they were going with matches, with the whole Lobo and everything. But Heyman, just again, bottom line, point there is I mean just can sell anything in my opinion he can get you believing into a match even if you're not so buzzed about it. you're like oh, okay it's worth watching the way Heyman's kind of builds it up so um no but yeah in for this argument in particular the one night stand promo was just superb at the start of the show well, it's such a great show as well no it's class I think both of them were brilliant 2005 I think I preferred but 2006 2006 is another one that winds me up it could have been so great but Again, it was just after a month to give up. And I used to absolutely love watching 2006. Yes, I, I, I started watching again for a few months when ECW started up again. Yeah, no, I remember even as a uh, seven-year-old James thinking that this is this is destined to fail. As soon as that <laughs> zombie came that out on the first show, well. this is this is crap. I, I didn't watch Andrew it. I watched that on YouTube. Our Isaac's just got a thing for zombies, so we watched it a lot. <laughs> I did love it in 2005 when um, Taz came out and um, beat up Angle as well on the SmackDown. This is mm. Taz mission to tell. I love Taz. <laughs> his theme and everything. Just, uh, I think I was Taz watching like, his promos the other day, actually. On the 8th class in AEW, I think, I think he's really really underrated I think if you look at wrestlers who are not even in their prime but even when he's on commentating he's excellent and mm. I think uh, I kind of think Samoa Joe uh, whilst I want Joe to get back in the ring as quickly as possible I love him but I think Joe <laughs> on years to come will be a great commentator and he's got that Taz feel about him yeah you know, I thought that you know, like, I, I think as well when it happened with the back in December when the um, authors of Pain were trying to chuck people out of the way from the table like, well, I'm not moving <laughs> Why should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I that's what Taz was always quite like, to be fair, like taking his glasses yeah. off and pushing him sort of thing. So I I was watching his promo uh, that he did with about Shane Douglas and uh, Bam Bam Bigelow from ECW, where we could have easily made it onto this debate. Um, yeah. Where the iconic line, um, survive if I let you, comes from. And I was just like, whoa, mate. His promos are just so underrated. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so your choices are the Beer for Austin 316 promo, the Pipe Bomb, or Heyman as a one-night stand. So Wednesday lunchtime, um, if you go onto our Twitter, BBG Wrestling, I'll put up a poll, and then the winner will be able to pick next week's debate. So we've got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, since our last show, we've released interviews with Mad Maxine, uh, Mind and Lance's interview with Disciple, WWE ECW wrestler Colin Delaney, who's gone up as well. So, and this Friday, I have an interview with Jeffro Roos. And Lance, have you got any t shirts you want to plug? Uh, my t shirts are still available at lanchvera12.bigcartel.com. Uh, if you enjoy our show, follow on Twitter again, BBG Wrestling, and check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night.